What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darks Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. What a wild week in golf. Jack, what did you think of the week? John Rahm pulled out another win. Just add it to the tally. Another one on board. Is it too early to call him golfer of the year or it's player not. of the year? It's not. No, I mean, uh, four, what, three, four weeks in, he's already got enough wins. He can probably win it. Just take it home now. It's unbelievable. I've there's only one golfer that I can think of that reminds me of what we're watching. And uh, I will not say his name. You put two and two together. Um, it was a good week, all things considered. Um, it was a sweat fest for everything that we could ever do. Everything. Yeah, it was, uh, especially for us specifically, bets, ROM winning, everything else was all it was all extremely nerve-wracking on our front. Uh, Jack and I on Sunday kept texting each other all day. We were like, okay, we need this to end this way and we need the event to end now. And you know, something else would change and 17 more people would make birdie on the next hole. And then all of the rankings would change again. And yeah, for example, it was Cam Young. Cam Young was yes. like 21st. Pat, and Pat and Kazire on 17 hit one in the water. He jumped to 19th. Then Tom Kim like birdied 11 out of his last nine holes. Like it was yeah, just like, obviously dude. not really, but then it pushed him to 21st. And then I think Kazire birdied 72 and then it pushed him to 26. It was brutal. Yeah. He ended up being like 25th. So he missed out on all those top 20 bets, but it was it, it, the entire Sunday. I was looking over my phone. I'm like, I'm like, and did Cam Young birdie yet? And nope, everybody else did. That's great. Yeah. Well, it was awesome because uh, those NFL games were the worst I've ever seen in my life in terms of keeping me on for more than 10 minutes. So it was yep. great that we had a solid golf tournament. Great on Thompson, dude. I cannot give that kid enough praise. You're going in in your first final group against Rom, and he held his own the whole time. I was like, that's so impressive. Good on that kid. Yeah, uh, Davis Thompson, third top 10 so far in just his rookie season. Uh, didn't buckle under the pressure. And uh, he tried to take down Rombo. He didn't. He didn't succeed, but not a lot of people do. So only losing them by a stroke, you know. Go on to the next tournament. Go to the next event. Try and do it all over again, and just just keep on going. But yeah, they were all over him in terms of the uh, on TV, on CBS, and stuff like that. Everywhere I looked, it was like, oh yeah, here's more you need to know about Davis Thompson. And I think they talked about the University of Georgia like 35 times, which is fun. You know, I always like it when they get into the collegiate backstories, but let's get a little bit more information on the guy. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that just to summarize the week, if you haven't watched it, just go watch John Rom shot on 18 into the green <laughs> on uh, the final round on Sunday. That could be one of the greatest shots under pressure I've ever seen. Obviously, it's not a major, so I'm excluding that, but oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was, was stupid. It, it was wild. Um, I'd like to formal uh, formally apologize to Jack. I had told him to not bet Eric Van Rooy in top 20. Uh, little did I know that the guy who couldn't make the cut at the, uh, what is it, PGA Championship South Africa was yeah, going um, to finish top 10 in the American Express. Yeah. Yeah. Who so knows? just for the record, one of my other wildcard picks was Joel Damon, who withdrew. So I think vicariously, I'm going to count that as a win because I did have it. Yeah, that's fair. You, you can take it because Damon didn't Damon didn't end up playing. So that's my bad. But I would also like to say you're welcome, Jack, because I told you not to bet Aaron Wise and he played absolutely awful. And um, I love it. Um, so while we're on the topic, we might as well just jump into all bets and lineups going in. So um, I'll start off with DraftKings and FanDuel. 
FanDuel missed by one freaking spot on both single entry and 50-50 double ups. I wrote, wrote. He was like fifth to last. I was just bombarded. And Brian Harmon, Brian Harmon is in the doghouse for me until majors come around. That guy frustrates me so much. It was unbelievable. DraftKings, uh, Joel Damon flipped out, so I just put Thomas Dietrich in for the same price. Yeah, we won big on that one. <laughs> that was a good lineup. So uh, you can take that one to the bank. That was a big winner. Yeah, I that Brian Harmon pick is brutal. I feel so much better knowing I got him out of my way already for my my winner's pick for the year. Um, he didn't flop on me when I had him there, and now I never have to go back to him again because this is how Brian Harmon works. I mean, one week he'll be top five, and then he'll be decent for a week or two, and then next thing you know, he'll miss like three straight cuts. And you'll be like, what happened to Brian Harmon? Where did he go? He's Nobody in the doghouse. That's where he is. Well, yeah, he's in the doghouse. Uh, my DraftKings lineup, I finished 11th place in double ups. I needed 10th for the money. That kind of sucks. Um, I can't land Young, both T26. Mont- Montgomery at fifth. Adam Hadwin was T18. And then I had Ben Taylor and David Lingmer both, both missed the cut. Uh, for FanDuel, I uh, I won a decent amount of money. I was solid there. Um, I had Rom, who obviously won. I had Tony Finau, T16. I had Cam Young, T26. David uh, David Montgomery, Taylor Montgomery, uh, who finished fifth. David Can you Lingmer. tell which football team we like? <laughs> well, I also mixed up because I had David Lingmerth underneath. Oh, so oh. I switched, switched Taylor Montgomery and David Lingmerth. But yes, you could also talk about the Bears running back, David Montgomery. Uh, and then David Lingmerth, Carl, you want Bosmith, both missed the cut. Hey, listen, if you're going to get your worst guy of the four core guys being 26 and a win, yep. screw the last two guys. I know we always want to make the cut, but who cares? Yeah, that was the goal. That was really the plan on the lineups. I knew those four, top four in each grouping was going to carry. Uh, honestly, if one of the bottom two guys in either lineup makes makes the cut, I'm probably looking at like quadding my money, four times in my money. Uh, but I'll just take a double up on, on FanDuel and, again, just missing out on DraftKings. Hey, you take any one you can get, and then we'll jump right into bets. Cam Young and Brian Harmon, not great. Thank you, Kiss, for uh, getting me off Aaron Wise. But Taylor Montgomery, plus 185, top 20 dub. We finally broke the squad ride curse. Tony Fino, top 20. Never a doubt except for Thursday and Friday. That was great. Um, and then Sung J.M. by the skin on my body made it that when he put it on the water on 17 i mean i was just in shambles so up 1.7 units on the week 13.7 overall we're back in the green baby do you want to talk about the like 15 extra bets you put at the end of last week because yes i do so for those of you who don't know and we'll get into this so once we record on a monday night we have a limited scope of what bets are available to us so for example we see right now tournament winner 5, 10, and 20. Tournament props such as um, winning margin and then golfer props such as wire to wire. So our scope right now is extremely limited. So once we actually get this up, it's like clockwork. 40 minutes later, we see every bet you could ever want. Um, So some of the ones, if you follow TikTok, social media, Twitter, whatever, here's what you would have seen. John Rahm, top five, Scotty Schaffler. Well, excuse me. Parlay, John Rom top five, Scotty Scheffler, top 20, Ben Griffin, top 40, plus 690, you're welcome. Will Zalatoris, Cam Young, and Taylor Montgomery, all top 40, plus 292, you're welcome. Ricky Fowler to make the cut, 
minus 130. You're welcome. David Montgomery over Justin Sue, minus 130. He just withdrew because he had an elbow injury. This is the stuff you got to look out for. Denny McCarthy beating Charlie Hoffman, minus 135. That was a W. So on extra bets, we're up 10.1 units just on last week. So guess what's coming this week? Uh, probably in about 40 minutes. <laughs> the bets, yeah. yeah. So just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, Jack did pretty good on his extra bets. Uh, next time, he just needs to somehow swap his regular bets with his extras, and he'll be just fine. Uh, I stuck to my normal three bets last week. I had Cam Young top 20. Jack and I squad rode him. Uh, that was an unfortunate loss. Uh, we also both squad rode Tony Finau top 20. Uh, that was a nice W to see happen. And then I had Taylor Montgomery over Tom Kim and Aaron Wise at plus 175. That was a big W. Uh, Tom Kim scared the absolute bejesus out of me the entire weekend because for whatever reason, he just wanted to keep on shooting like 63s. Um, and so there was like multiple points where I was like, there's no way I'm going to lose this bet because Tom Kim is going to come out of nowhere and finish like first. And then Montgomery was going to come T5. Uh, so I got a little lucky. I think Monty beat him by a stroke. Yeah, and he ducked uh, it on the water in 17 too. Yeah, Monty also made double on 17. That was terrifying. Uh, but I'm up 1.85 units on the week, and I'm now currently at uh, minus 2.95 units. So don't call it a comeback, but like, what, three, four weeks ago, I think I was minus 10 and a half. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of coming back. <laughs> We're in it, baby. We're in there like swimwear. It was a great week for the Turned On Golf Pod. Um, I just want to clarify for the extra bets. If the math didn't add up, I forgot to mention we did have two losers. Um, Taylor Montgomery and Brian Harmon both finished top 40. Harmon. And then uh, Harmon top 40 was a ridiculous minus 135. Yep. I, I could not freaking believe that. Don't ask me about Brian Harmon for at least seven more days. No. Um, I just need a little bit of a clearance from him. But 10.1 units up from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven extra bets. That's yep. solid. Oh, my extra bet was that I like David Lingmurth as the top Swede at minus 140. Uh, turns out dude didn't want to make the cut, and Vincent Norman, good for him, made the cut. So uh, would have lost that one. So it was a good call to uh, to not get into it. Jack, uh, do, maybe we don't want to get into your winner's picks. <laughs> yeah, here, let me take my headphones out, and you can announce my winners really quick. Uh, yeah, so Jack's winner's pick were uh, Brian Harmon, who mm -hmm. missed the cut. Mm -hmm. and uh austin eckrode who uh yeah, i believe the, was on the, the front page of the leaderboard if you went from worst to best yeah yeah he, uh, he missed the cut pretty pretty strongly uh i kind of went the opposite approach uh i my winners picks were taylor montgomery who finished fifth and adam hadwin who finished 18th so we just kind of flip-flopped because i had the fifth best guy you had the fifth worst guy you probably had the 18th worst guy in brian Harmon, and i had the 18th best guy and yeah 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 hadwin. Yeah, keep going. It doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, and uh, for everybody that's new, since we're getting a ton of new viewers, thank you very much for listening. We're doing PGA Tour fantasy style one and done. So that's why we're not just doing rom, 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 uh, which would be our picks. Let's be yes. honest. If we were just doing that, we would have had like 80% win rate right now. So uh, that's just what we're doing. Wild card picks are bets we're not 100% confident taking because of the odds. Extra bets, we just kind of do that once the odds come out. And then our normal bets are as of Monday night, um, what we're confident in. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get in. Well, all right, let's start with this. Uh, Jack and I did have a little side side bet friendly wager. Um, he had Harmon. I had Hadwin again. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off right now because I just saw the note that you attached in our friendly bet. 
Easy win. <laughs> Brutal. It's an easy win when Brian Harmon can't make the cut. Um, but all right, let's get into your wild picks because you had a nice you had a nice win here because we're counting yeah. it after the withdrawal. I needed that. So I originally had Joel Damon. He withdrew. My other pick before that was Eric Van Ruyen, top 20, plus 950. Yep. Now he finished tied for six. That smacked. I called it. I got talked out of it to it by my only colleague here in the office. Um, so there's that one. Save me on Aaron Wise. We're one and one. And then I had Ricky Fowler tease. I got to root for Ricky. Big, uh, big, you know what, Ricky. Um, so he was top 20 plus 300, finished 54th. It was a fine performance. Just not what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Uh, good. Good wild pick there with Van Ruyen. Uh, mine were a little bit more meh. I mean, that's okay if I'm losing out on wild card picks. Uh, Callum Terran, top 20. I told you he was going to be boom bust, and he for sure busted last week. Uh, <laughs> top 20, Yeah, top 20 was plus 450, and he did miss the cut. Uh, my other guy was Ben Griffin, top 20 at plus 500. He finished 32nd. I mean, super respectable, all things considered. Um, I don't really know. I, I mean, if I could have, I would have put him top 40. He probably would have been, what, two, two plus 240 for top 40? Something along those lines. Yeah, probably. It probably wouldn't have been anywhere close to a minus. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll lowball it. And I'll say Brent Griffin would have been plus 200 for top 40. I still would have put money on that. And at that point, then I would have won. So, oh, 100%. It happens. All right. We ready for, ready to uh, get to a new week? You want to forget about this week forever and ever? I don't want to forget about this week. I had a great week outside of Brian <laughs> Harmon. But yeah, I am ready because... Uh, Tory Pines. Oh, I should go put on my Tory Pines jacket. Uh, all right. So as Jack said, we are going to the Farmers Insurance at Tory Pines in California. Uh, the way this event is broken down is it's going to be played on two different courses: uh, the Tory Pines North Course and the Tory Pines South Course. Uh, both courses are going to be par seventy-two. The South Course is the one that they played on the uh, the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, twenty twenty-one. Um, this is one of the longest courses on tour. Uh, 7,750 yards. And then the North course is often known as the easier of the two courses, uh, totaling 7,250 yards. Uh, last year's winner was Luke List. Uh, he actually, did he beat Zalatoris in the playoffs? Correct. Okay. Um, and one of the first things you'll notice when you start to look in this is that Rom is going to lead the week in terms of betting odds in the stack field. I think he's plus 400 in a lot Listen, of spots. Let me just, let me just talk about this. It's 150 some player field and he's <laughs> plus 450. <laughs> Meaning that the, that, that the sports books bet that John Rom would win this event. 17.8% of the time that he plays it. That think is what that. plus 450 means. Think about that. Just to, just take, let's just take a moment of silence <laughs> to think about that. So, one of the things that you should know though, these are not like the shortest odds of all time. Um obviously they've been much shorter. If you want to look at probably the shortest odds of all time, uh Tiger in 2008 at the Arnold Palmer was minus 110 that week to win that tournament, which is also ridiculous. Um, he did win that week, just so I'm just, <laughs> just a good burn. Uh, but for a field of this caliber with as many high players on the OWGRs we have this week, being plus 400 is absurd or plus 450. I guess I'm on sorry, I can't get over the fact that Tiger was minus to start a tournament. 
that is the lowest one that I could find. Uh, that was in the 2008 Arnold Palmer Invitational. If you want to do any more digging and there's another one that's lower than that. Let us know because now yeah, I'm invested. Yeah, you can, you can let me know. Um, one of the things to know about this week, this tournament is Wednesday to Saturday. I'm repeating this so everyone hears it. This tournament is Wednesday morning to Saturday morning, okay? Have your lineups and your bets in by Wednesday at 7 a.m. Eastern. So, Otherwise, yeah, I will be on top of my game for getting parlay bets out, extra bets out, um, wild cards and so forth. So you guys have ample opportunity tomorrow to look at it because it's locking at like 10.35 a.m. Wednesday. Yes. Uh, so make sure you have it in. And if you're like, well, why is this event starting on Wednesday? Um, it's because of football on Sunday. Basically, golf has determined that they don't want to fight uh, for for views on Sunday with what with what is it conference championships now? Yeah, and I mean NBC and uh, ABC, ESPN, NBC owns the final round of some golf tournaments, so it's just about TV time. Um, well, I guess they, yeah, so it's just about views and whatnot. But I'm okay with it. I don't work yeah. Saturday, so I'm gonna watch all day. Yeah, as t- as two people that also don't mind watching football, this is great for us. Um because now we can watch all of the golf and not miss any of it and then still watch football on Sundays. Um, again, all golfers will play both the North and the South course at Torrey Pines. Um, everybody will play the North course once. And then if you make the cut, you're going to play the South course, both Saturday and Sunday. The South course is the harder course. And again, it is the one they played on the U S open. So if you're betting, um, you're going to look for lower rounds on the North course, and it's going to be a lot easier for that. So if you're curious, look for a first round leader that'll probably play the North course on Thursday. Just a thought. Um, look for somebody with good strokes gained around the green and good proximity from 200 yards out um, on their approach. Again, with a long course, you're going to need a lot of approach from a far ways away. You're not really going to be with that wedge distance that you've had the last couple of weeks at Sony, uh, where you could be a flip wedge in on a lot of those approach shots. Uh, driving distance is always nice, but is not entirely necessary. Um, on a course like this, you can look at guys like Justin Rose, who doesn't who doesn't have the world's longest driver on the planet, but could still win on this course. Um, 12 of the last 14 winners on this event have finished top 10 in a previous year here before they won. The exceptions are John Rahm, his rookie year, and Scott Stallings in 2018. I think it's 2018. Um Quickly, last thing, just keep an eye out on the weather. They're talking about gusty winds, potentially Thursday afternoon into Friday. Um, they mentioned 30 mile an hour, 30 mile per hour wind gust. Just don't be a weatherman, but keep an eye on the weather just in case, you know, you got to, you, you got to potentially make a change because it could determine on whether you're going to have six guys make the cut or not. Fair enough. I mean, there's so much that goes into Torrey Pines, you know, two courses, obviously we just did three last week. Yep. It is going to be the opposite of the cut line we just had at 10 under. It's probably looking in between even par and two under. So don't expect uh, a super low scoring event. Yes. It's going to be pretty cutthroat. So just be on the lookout for that. Cause it's, you know, quote unquote might be a Will Zalatoris week. Cause uh, he loves those low scoring weeks. In terms of uh, events, a lot of the big newspaper people are referring to this as this is going to be similar to the Houston open. Um, the Houston open, I think was one at like 15 under this year. 
um, it's going to be a slightly harder version of that. Not that the courses are the same, so don't look at that specifically, but in terms of pin layouts and distance and challenges golfers are going to run into in terms of scoring, that's going to be the same kind of setup. Are you ready? Yeah, we're. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. I mean, let's just go ahead and knock out the goose. I mean, he's in his own category. I'm all ears. You can talk all about Rombo if you want. Listen, I'll, I'll say is one thing. PGA Tour put out an article with their power rankings for this tournament. Here's John Rom's description and why he's number one. Duh. That's it. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know they did that, but it makes he is sense. Over a thousand dollars higher than the next guy. Don't get me wrong. Is he again plus four fifty to win this tournament? Is he probably the best guy in this field by a long shot right now? Yes. However, he's $1,100 more than the next guy. What do they call it? A double-sided sword. You're either going to go for it, it's going to pay off, or if you don't, you screw yourself. Here's the challenge. In cash, I think Rom has the potential to be upwards of 70% owned, potentially. Um, He's 100% going to be the most popular person in cash lineups. And he might be the most popular person in in GPPs as well. The the, the struggle is, is you either go to Rom... And you you fight with everybody else to find three to four other people that will also make the cut, or you try and fade Rom altogether, and you're and you're really just going for a six out of six on the made cuts, and you're hoping that somebody's up there that could potentially contend with Rom. Yeah, and if you did, for example, want to take John Rom and take him first in your lineup, your average remaining salary player would be around seventy seven hundred dollars. Without him, it's eighty over $8,300. Yeah. So the discrepancy of where you're at to what your next four guys or five guys would be drops dramatically. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just say this. I don't have him in, in either of my lineups, and it's not because I don't like him this week. It's just because of the price discrepancy. He just costs too much for me comparatively to how much I like a lot of the other people that I can get to and still have a good lineup. That's No, all when he right. wins, we're going to come back in this and doubt ourselves. But – uh, we'll move on from the 11K category into the more yeah. common 10K category. Uh, Tony Finau, 10,500. Xander Shoffley, 10,300. Colin Morikawa, 10,000. Let's just talk about Xander Shoffley. He looked great. Yeah, Xander looked great. Um, this is technically, if you want to get real fancy, he's from, I think, San Diego. So this is technically a hometown course for him. Um, he's played okay here in the past. Uh, if you want to go back to him, I don't blame you this week. Now that we've seen that the back injury was evidently just a fluky century tournament or champions thing, um, I'm okay with it. Uh, Colin Morikawa, I I can't get to him this week because he struggles around the greens. He's just not good around the greens, and that is important on a course like this. The greens here are really small, and if Morikawa is going to be missing greens, he's just going to lose strokes there. I think it's way more worthwhile to go to Xander or honestly, again, Finau is like butter recently. He's just going to make another top 15, 20, probably win a couple more times this year. Easy money, finish another 10th or so in the FedEx Cup playoffs and and keep winning all of everything. Yeah. So Xander Shoffley and last year's farm or 2021 farmers tied for seventh in the U.S. Open when he played here, he was tied for third. Yeah. Tremendous week momentum. I think he's a great option. Tony Finau in his eight times here at the Farmers has been top 25 in seven of those times, yep. four top tens. He looks great. Colin Moore, like you said, if the wind gets up really high, greens might get really solid, might turn into more of a putter fest than people are thinking of. But his last trip to Torrey Pines at the U.S. Open, he did finish top five. So, I mean, he has course history here and playing well, and he's obviously one of the best. 
But I think Xander and Finau are the two guys in that category that I think you go to. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think in my mind, I would go Finau then Xander, but I understand if you want to if you want to take Xander instead for the for the price difference. I mean, the two hundred. I think the two hundred is a little more subjective than the nine hundred you save between Rom and and Tony. But no, if you not nine hundred, eleven hundred. Oh, is it eleven hundred? There, there's your two hundred dollars right there. Yeah, there it is, right there. Um, but yeah, I'll go. I'll I, personally, I'm going Tony and then Xander. I'm flipping. I'm going Xander and Tony, um, barring a dramatic back injury that could happen any tee shot. I like uh, Xander this week. Touch you a little head to head. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. All right, about we'll it. talk about it. All right, cool. Write, awesome. Write it, down. write it down. Yeah, you write it down while I introduce this nine key range. Starting at the top, Will Zalatoris, down to Hideki Masayama. Now, this you could make a lineup right out of here. Obviously, you can't afford it, but let me go ahead and spit some knowledge right here. Why in the world is um, Justin Thomas below Will Zalatoris? Because uh, he's kind of played like ass so far this year, respectfully, in a Justin Thomas sense, not in like a true professional golf sense. He's still a great golfer. I don't want people to think that out of context. But like he hasn't played to the same Justin Thomas level he has previously. Yeah, but he's only played once since the hero, and uh, he finished in a better spot than Will Zalatoris at the American Express. I don't understand it. I know Zalatoris. Much like when we get to Luke List, his status is elevated because of last year. I just, I look at a guy like Justin Thomas at 9,400, and I don't know how they put him below Willie. That being said, obviously there's Sung Jay. He looked great. Taylor Montgomery, keep cashing him in while you can before he becomes a 10,500 golfer. Yep. Max Homa um, obviously has been looking really, really good since the cent or at the century. Third, do not pick Hideki Matsuyama, in my opinion. Round four, he blew up, and round three and four, he was seen um, getting treatment on his wrist and his shoulder. So I'm doubting his status even going into this week, but just something to keep in mind if you take a look. He went uh, like 68, 69, 65, and then dropped to 71, where he was grinding. So yes, he's obviously one of the best golfers in the physical world, but with that injury, it just takes, you know, mental case, one round, it just I don't like. Yeah, I, in terms of this 9K range, I like five out of the six guys, and I agree with you. It's everybody except Hideki. Uh, let me just give you a, a, a few pieces of information here. So we have Will Zaltoris, who looks very healthy, um, and he's had two starts in 2023. He's looked good in both of them. He also lost last year to this course in a playoff. Um, he also had four rounds in the 60s at the American Express, so he looks good. Taylor Montgomery. He's got seven top 15 finishes and eight starts this season with four of those being in the top 10. So he's in peak form. Uh, Max Homa, also kind of a hometown style type course. I think he's a little bit more north than Torrey Pines. But again, for the for the sake of the metrics, it works. Um, some people will sit here and say that Max Homa hasn't played great in this event in the past. Uh, that was also like three or four years ago. And I feel like we have an entirely different Max Homa now that we've seen five wins on tour basically he's got in the dad last four years. Yeah. He's got, he's got dad strength too. So we can't forget about that. Uh, but yeah, really those are the big three for me. And then Sungjae and JT are also very, very nice to have in here. I mean, Sungjae is casually just 9,300 that nobody's going to remember. And he's still an elite golfer. hundred percent. I mean, again, I, I, I think this category pretty much sums itself up on a normal day. This is the 10 and 11 K range. So we could spend all day talking about these guys. I think you guys got it covered on this. Um, we talked about some metrics. I think 
Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, Taylor Montgomery, and Homa are the safest bets. Sung Jay went from 13th to 110th to 18th. Really confusing. I'd like to see one more week out of him before I jump in the gun. Yeah, and I think that's the big reason why I'm kind of I'm slightly holding off on Sung Jay. I just want to see it uh, before I really before I really dig too far into it and regret my decisions. 8K. Yep, let's do it. Starting at the top at Siwoo, shaking that ass, Kim, all the way down to a deep one in Hayden Buckley. Take it away. Yeah, Hayden Buckley and Luke List both share this AK range. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't like most of this range. I think this range has a lot of landmines. Um, I think Jason Day is going to be another one of these really popular players based on his history here. He's a two-time winner. He's finished running runner-up. He finished third last year. He's also finished fifth and ninth, and that's all in the last decade. Um, and he had four top 25s in the fall this year. So he's been playing really good. Um, and I, I'm just worried he's going to get absolutely mashed in terms of buttons. The amount of lineups I'm expecting to see that are going to go like Rom, Willie Z, or Justin Thomas, and then Jason Day, I'm anticipating – a dozen of those in every 50-50. So if there's any way you can differentiate differentiate yourself from Jason Day in this in this grouping, I like it. Um, the way to do that, in my opinion, would be to go down to Justin Rose at 8,100. If you want to do the course history game and you want to do based on how everyone's been doing, he's 100% the, the perfect guy to do it. He ranks sixth in greens and regulation from 175 to 200 yards. Um, he's also finished top eight here in four of the past six years, and he won this event in 2019. He also finished tied for sixth last year. So even though he's quote unquote old man Justin Rose now, he still plays really well at Torrey Pines. Certainly, I was going to just continue on that one. I think those are all great picks. I think Jason Day is the model of Torrey Pines. So yes. I think he's obviously going to be talked about super highly owned, but probably for a reason. JJ Spawn, he looks great. I mean, just if you take a look, um, since Mayakoba, his worst finish has been 15th, um, including a top five. He looks amazing. Adam had one great pick last week um, by you. Hayden Buckley, obviously we only saw him at the Sony Open, um, nothing since then, but he was second. So he looks great. I think Luke List, his number is dramatically elevated because of the win here last year. Absolutely. I'm staying away from him. Keegan Bradley obviously is really good, but this might turn into a bomber fest. So I'm kind of hesitant on going to him. So I like Sahith and I like a little bit of Maverick McNeely. He's obviously cashed in three of his four appearances here. Um, he ranks second on tour in all adjusted scoring. So if it becomes a fest, I mean, his worst finish since October last year was 27th. So he's got ball striking. He's got ability and I could see him going low here. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, the other thing, too, I'll just say this last thing about this range, and then we can move on. Um, if you're like me and you like a lot of the guys in the 9K range and even Rom and guys like that, you're going to find yourself not using a lot of the guys in the 8K range here just because you're going to drop down to 7K to try to save money where you can. Um, so this is where I often find myself cutting down on golfers just to try and save the few extra bucks. All right, Jack, let's uh let's get into the 7K range. How about it? Uh so we're gonna start off at the top with Taylor Pendrith and Wyndham Clark at 7,900 and all the way down in this giant mass of 7K. Um, I see Joseph Bramlett, Charlie Hoffman, Aaron Baddeley. Uh, where do you want to start? 
Yeah, I, I know a couple of guys that you're going to talk about, so I'll save them for you. Okay. Number one, let's just talk about Ricky Fowler. He obviously, if you're talking to look at a guy at 7,600, he's a solid candidate right here because obviously he shot 54th last week. That's a made cut. The week before that, 34th. The week before that, second. Swing change, he looks great. If you're talking about a guy that's fifth or sixth in your lineup to make the cut, works for me. That's what I'm looking for here. So, so I looked into this because I was curious. I almost put Ricky Fowler in as a as a winner's pick, as wild as that sounds. Uh, but I looked into his putting on this course just because I was curious. On his last 12 rounds on this course, he's lost over a stroke putting around on here, which just tells me the end, baby. Eventually it's gonna end, but it just tells me right now he cannot figure out his putter on this course, which scares the crap out of me on here. Yeah, well, we're taking a gamble at 7,600. And True. a fellow man at 7,600, it'd be criminal to ignore Thomas Dietrich. Absolutely. All over the globe, he's playing like a monster. Um, nothing else to be said there. He's just a goat. Um, next, I want to talk about Robbie Shelton. 7,200, obviously, six at the American Express. I mean, we just take a look at him. Obviously, he's not the biggest name in the world, uh, but he's honestly just, he's having his fifth top 25 of the season. He's two for two at the Farmers. 2021 tied for 16th uh, with his last trip there. So that's another guy that I think is probably flying under the radar in terms of what you're looking for. Uh, Justin Sue just withdrew from the event. So don't put him in there. Um, and then I will save everybody except for Aaron Baddeley from you at seven K. I mean, he's just a cut machine. So that's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's start up top. Well, not up top 7,600. We have Kurt Kitayama. He really fits well in this metric. Uh, don't, I mean, l- let me, let me just look into all this. Uh, he is top 10 in approach proximity from 175 to 200 yards and from 200 yards plus. So he's great with his long irons, which is exactly what you need on this course. Um, I agree with Jack. I like Thomas Dietrich. I think he's going to play really, really well here. Um, Ryan Palmer loves this course. He's been playing kind of bad recently, uh, but he plays well here. His last three times he's done uh, in the last year that he's done really well on ball striking. It's been at the Amex last year and this year and um, at the Farmers last year. So it means that at these two events, for whatever reason, he seems to figure out how to ball strike. Don't ask me why. It just works out. Um, Dean Burmeister, he's 7,500. He's a top golfer in proximity from 200 plus yards. He's also first in driving distance in his last 36 rounds. Uh, so he's a good choice here. Uh, my big pick in this round is Will Gordon. Uh, Will Gordon is ranked top 20 in strokes gain off the tee, 25th in strokes gain tee to green. Um, he's also played Torrey Pines twice before, finishing 42nd and 21st. So he plays here decently. Uh, finally, last guy I'll mention is at 7,300, Ben Griffin. He's the other guy in this range that I think is, is going to be a really good choice. Um, after missing the cut at the Fortnite to start the season, he's third in rookie rankings uh, with eight cuts in a row, including a top five in Bermuda and four top 25 finishes. Um, he ranks 17th in average finish and is uh, 26th in ball striking. He's he's really a good value play this week if you want to get into it. I, I know I just gave you a lot of numbers on him, but really Ben Griffin 7,300 I think is, a, is a, an extremely sneaky pick. I love seeing all the guys I talked about eight weeks ago <laughs> coming up. No, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. He's playing really well. I mean, there's a couple other guys that 
you know, Emiliano Grillo has not been playing well. He yep. has the opportunity to go deep. He's obviously one of the best golfers. Nick Hardy, another guy, um, obviously outside of the RSM, feels like he's been a top 50 machine. Davis Riley should not be in here at 7,500. He's a birdie machine. That being said, he hasn't had his best stuff. So there's guys in every category here that you could get to. I'm surprised yep. you didn't mention Svensson. Um, Normally Pat I would. Kazire, who had a great week last week. Lonto Griffin shot like 150 at the Corn Ferry final round um, the other week. He has kind of an ankle injury, an elbow injury. I can't remember off the top of my head where he was questionable to come in here. So I would avoid him as well. All right, let's uh, let's run into it. How about we do the uh, 6K range? Do you have anybody you like in this range? This is kind of an ugly range. I'm going to keep it absolutely yeah. honest. This is not peak 6K range. First off, Harry Hall. He's a goat. Um, okay. If you if you follow our TikTok, I tried to pick the most gangster picture of him ever where he's wearing <laughs> those glasses. He looks awesome. Yes. He's been playing really well outside of the RSM. Sony Open, top 30, and then American Express just missed out in top 40. Danny Lee. Finally finding his swing. He's one of the funniest guys on tour. Last week, 16, Sony Open 48, RSM 21st. So if you're looking for a guy in this category to try and make a cut, which is all you can really hope for, he's another good guy. Um, and then last, I'll jump to Austin Eckert. I'm just kidding. I will never go to him again. He let me down so bad. Um, but in all honesty, I think Cole Hammer is the other guy I'd go to. He's a bomber from UT. Yep. Uh, didn't perform well that much in the Sony. Obviously, he had that 266s and a couple of pair of 71s, 72s. But he's a cut machine outside of the Sanderson, so I'm looking for him too. Uh, yeah, he did pretty well in Houston, Cole Hammer, T27. And again, I know that, again, not the same course, but anybody that's done well in Houston, I think, has the opportunity to do well here as, or to do good here as well. Uh, the two names I like down here, again, I only like two names. The 6K range, personally, for me, is tough to get to. Um, Austin Smotherman is always a is always a 6K gem for me, especially at bottom of lineups. He makes tons of cuts. He struggled a little bit to start this year. Um, he did just make the cut though at the Sony. Didn't play well on the weekends, but he again he made the cut, and that's really all you need from 6,700. Um, the last guy, and I think the guy I really like in this range is uh, Tyson Alexander. Uh, he finished second at Houston. Um, he had made five previous cuts prior to the American Express, and that included three top 40s. So really, he plays well under pressure on tough courses, Houston, and he was making lots of cuts prior to prior to the American Express. I like him, especially at the bottom of lineups. Um, he plays really well on par fives and is good off the team. Say less about them. I uh, That is a name that you should get to know. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely a young guy. Um, do you want to get into bets? Yeah, and again, I'll preface it a million times before. It's a little, and we're getting a little frustrated here because we obviously want to put our best bets up up here um, right now as of recording, like we talked about at the beginning. Only top 20 is available at most, so go follow along the socials for the extra bets. We're really coming out with those, but yeah, go ahead. I forgot all about DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. Oh, yeah, well, I was I going right into bets, and then I forgot all about the lineups. That's the most important part. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start with my DraftKings. I'm not going to run. I'm starting off Xander Shoffley, 10,300. He looked great. Taylor Montgomery, 9,200. I, I can't say enough about him. JJ Spawn, 8,500. Cup Machine, Thomas Dietrich. It seems like wherever in the world he's playing, he's going to do well. Jump into your pick, Ben Griffin, 7,300. Yep. And I'm going cut machine Aaron Baddeley at 7K, even though there might be better options. I'm just looking for a cut here. 
There you go. I uh, I like that lineup. I like the Jack sent me two lineups, and I like the other one more. Uh, but that's an, definitely a, a a wild card of a lineup for sure. A couple of those names are either going to be really boom or really bust. Uh, for my DraftKings, I'm starting it off with Will Zellatoris at 9,700. Uh, and then I've got Taylor Montgomery at 9,200. Uh, I've got Max Homa at 9,100. Justin Rose at 8,100. Will Gordon at 7,400. And Tyson Alexander at 6,500. So I like it, especially those first five names. If Tyson Alexander comes out too, then I'm I'm solid. You're sitting pretty. Um, yeah. I'll jump right into my fan deal really quickly. Starting off at Taylor Montgomery, he was a little higher priced. 10,800 jumping to max homa 10,600 going popular pick jason day for better or for worse 10,500 jj spawn 9,900 big you know what rick ricky fowler 9,100 and then thomas dietrich 8,900 i think that's just a solid we can get five or six out of six for cuts no problem yeah that's a very balanced lineup and then you look at mine and mine is not balanced <laughs> you're top uh, five or bottom five on that one uh yeah i'm top five or bottom five absolutely uh, for my FanDuel lineup, I'm starting up top with Tony Finau at 11,400. And then I have Will Zalatoris at 11,100. Uh, I have Taylor Montgomery at 10,800. I have Jason Day at 10,500. I have Will Gordon at 9,000. And I have Tyson Alexander at 7,200. You're banking on Tyson Alexander, Will I Gordon, Taylor Montgomery. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of carryover names for sure, uh, but I'm confident in who I'm confident on. And and Tyson Alexander is definitely my my low guy that I'm that I'm rooting on. But I've had a decent history of rooting for one or two guys on the bottom and having to kind of rely on them to to make cash. And it, I'd say it hits two thirds of the time for me. So I'm hoping that this is one of these two thirds. I knock I'm, on wood on that one. I'm confident on Will Gordon, Tyson Alexander. That's a that's a little bit more of a that's going to be a fun Friday. Yeah. Well, you got to stress. So now we'll jump into bets. And as I was saying, check out social medias in the future, just because all bets aren't available to us right now, which is a little disappointing. I'm going to start off right away. I, I just took a look at odds just to see if they were up before checking lock your bets in early. Cause what I'm about to say is going to be ridiculous in terms of the movement that's happened already. First play that we had is max home, a top 20. I have him locked in at plus plus one forty five. Right now, he's plus 105. Yep. Next, we have Taylor Montgomery, top 20. I have him at plus 155. Taylor Montgomery is now plus 130. Justin Thomas, that should not say top 40. That should say top 30. He was locked in at minus 130. That is minus 140 right now. I went a little bit risky. I took Jason Day at top 20. It was plus 185. Now it is plus 105. There's that popularity pick like we were talking about. I guarantee a million people locked him in and the odds makers tried to call it. And last but not least, we got Will Zalatoris coming in at plus 105, and now he is minus 115. So lock those bets in early. Yeah, Jack and I have a uh, again have a few carryover bets this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We're hoping for the for the Tony P Finau repeat of uh, squad riding, that's for sure. Uh, but him and I have some of the same thought processes. Thought processes. Uh, I'm starting with Will Zalatoris top 20 at plus 105. And then I'm going Justin Rose over Taylor Pendrick at minus 120. And then I've got Max Homa top 20 plus 145. And again, Zalatoris and Homa have both moved 
since we put those bets in. Yeah, 100%. I think everything looks good here. Like I said, I know all bets aren't available right now, so that's why there's a little bit of carryover. There's no nationality, yeah. other picks like that. One thing I want to say, um, I know there's probably a bunch of people watching that are probably like, how did you not talk about Davis Thompson? I think this is a week. He had his career week last year, much like Sahith Agala at Waste Management. Everything is going to be in head. He's going to put pressure on himself to try and maintain that. And I think he slips a little bit this week. Um, not to say he's not going to do well, but I just think there's a little bit more pressure internally than externally on him. Or you can talk about um, Mito Pereira after the major at the PGA. A little more pressure maybe internally. So I'm not necessarily fading him. I'm just not pushing for him this week. So that's why we haven't mentioned him that much. It's it's a lot harder for a guy to go back to back go back to back top two finishes, especially when they're a rookie. Um, I think Jack and I have the mindset of we we'll, we'll go elsewhere, and if he repeats or he comes to second place or wins this week, we'll take the chances because it's. Not I'm happy like, if he proves us wrong. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, as long as we win our bets, and uh, <laughs> yes. we'll jump into wild cards really quickly. My first one. Hideki Matsuyama missing the cut at plus 250. Barring a withdrawal, um, like we talked about earlier, he was rubbing his wrist and shoulder um, all throughout rounds three and four. It didn't look his best. Not a great round four. So this could turn into a bomber's fest where he's trying to make shots, going to the window right now. He could get a little frustrated with that injury. So I'm taking the gamble on him missing a cut at plus 250. There you go. Oh, and then I got another one. Yep. Um, that one was a triple point bet. So if any one of these three guys wins, we cash in. First one was John Rahm. I had to sneak him in somewhere. Um, <laughs> next was Xander Shoffley, who is number two on the odds. And number three is Tony Fino, who I believe is number three on the odds. That's yes. plus 225 for odds. And if you just talk about how great these odds are, John Rom winning is plus 450. So I, I don't understand the discount they're giving us here. This should be like a plus 115. So I locked it in, even though there's a bunch of other selections you could take. I was going to say, that could almost be even money. If it, that could be plus or minus 100. And I think nobody would question it at that point. It, it is officially moved to plus 190 as of now. Just checking. Yeah, yeah there you go. That makes sense. Um, for my wild card picks, I took guys that have high upside, but again, they're risky plays and I couldn't get them into the lineup otherwise. Um, I'm starting with Sahith Agala, top 20 at plus 200. He did go to school at Pepperdine. Uh, that is in California to anybody that didn't know. So in terms of an, a little bit of home course again, not the worst idea of all time. Uh, my second pick is going to be Kurt Kitayama, top 20 at plus 300. I kind of mentioned it earlier. He fits really well in the metrics, and he, and he pops off in terms of irons from 175 to 200 plus. So let's hope that he goes he goes strong this week and maybe wins a nice wild card pick. I haven't won one in a little while. It'd be cool to win one. What hasn't been a plus 400? So, yeah. Right. And then we'll jump into winners really quickly and uh, or really quickly. I'll let you go ahead because I'm kind of shocked at who you picked here considering you're doing one and dones. Yeah, so I've got I've got one one pick. And uh, this week I'm starting with John Rahm. Uh, he's plus 450 for a reason. I think he's got good likelihood to absolutely crush this course. Um, I mean, last week it looked like he had like his B minus game and he still won. So I think this week, if he comes back with it, I think he could win by a couple of strokes if he really wanted to. Um, uh, so I'm going with John Rom. It's it's the week of John Rom for me. Uh, my second pick is a little bit more of a flyer, but I've liked him a lot so far. Justin Rose. Um, let's be honest, 
if you're not going with Rom, pick somebody that you otherwise won't use for a while. And no offense to Justin Rose, I'm not using him in like majors. So this what about is John pro- Rahm in majors? <laughs> well, no, John Rahm. Actually, I do think I have John Rahm winning the Open this year. So I don't know how that's all going to work, but. Well, that's just a prediction. I guess he can't go through with the Open then. Yeah, I can't go through with the Open or however you want to do it. Unless you want to go majors or separate. They're not PGA Tour events. We can do that. We, we'll we probably end up wanting to do that because we, we still want to pick winners at, at majors. Um, but we'll talk about that on the side. But, yeah, this week, John Rahm, Justin Rose. I don't know how to lead off that or follow that. Um, <laughs> I went with Max Homa. Um, I just think he's just a heck of a ball striker. It looks like he's swinging like a toothpick. It's just so smooth, and he hits it a country mile for how smooth he swings. So I like him this week, especially if he gets that short game dialed. Next, Thomas Dietrich. He's played so good all over the freaking world. Wind's not going to affect him. Distance isn't going to affect him. Putter's not going to affect him. So if you're looking for a guy, like you know we talked about, just kind of doing a one-and-done or whatnot, he filled some mold. Yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. All right, everybody. It's going to be a great week. We've got... What feels like extra golf, I know it's not extra golf, but it's just golf that's coming early. It's like a kid on Christmas, but it's already the middle of January. Uh, so we have golf on Wednesday. Next week, we're going to be at the AT&T Pro-Am. But let's just go out there and win a bunch of money this week. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Go ahead and follow TikTok, social, Instagram, where we're talking about a bunch of extra bets, winners, picks, wild cards, parlays, where we talked about up 10.1 units last week alone. Go ahead and check us out there. We're getting a bunch of stuff out. Doses.